Pastor Tom Lipley here, Foundation Church, one of the very few southern outposts of freedom here in the United States. Never closed our church, never will. We're about ready to see a Trump tsunami, as I forecast through my prophetic abilities. I'm just kidding, but I do believe it. I'm believing somebody else's uh, prophecy, which I'll show you later. But Trump tsunami is coming, and it's going to be landing on the coast of America. Let me see, what will the date be? Uh, November 3rd, 2020. It's coming. Shocking the world. There's lots of liberals, lots of progressives, lots of Stalinists and tyrants like Gretchen Whitmer just waiting and hoping that Trump's reign will end. That is not the case. Trump will be reelected. It's going to be landslide. Watch the following states for surprise wins. Nevada, New Mexico, Minnesota, and that's on top of the ones that he won last time. He will win Pennsylvania, by my opinion, somewhere in the neighborhood of two to five points. Watch Maine. Even watch little sneaky states like Oregon. Just watch. But all the other, that's the one I put furthest down the list. But watch. This is going to be a landslide. Even watch somebody, something like Virginia. That's scary. They had a big, listen, they... They had Ralph Northam threatening this year to come out with the National Guard and start confiscating firearms. That was this year. And they fought that back and actually won whatever political battle they had to win to get that off the table. But watch those states because when you poke the bear, the right-wing political bear, they do come out and vote. And let me just put out put that out to everybody. You had better not set this election out. If you, I'm just going to be honest with you. If you set this, you sit this election out, you're a fool. You're an absolute idiot. If you sit out and go out, doesn't really matter how things go. It does matter. These people will stipulate to you how to live your life. If you, if you elect Donald Trump, you have a lot less government involved in your life. You elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as president, as president and vice president. I mean, you are looking at pure Stalinist tyrannical rule. Absolutely. You, this, this country will be shut down through 2021. We will look like Melbourne, Australia, if those two idiots get elected. All right, quick, uh, quick hitters here just to start off. From American News, man behind, remember the, the Governor Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer? Well, here's the, here's the problem. Remember she came out and lambasted Trump for allegedly spurring people like this on? Well, here's the problem, Gretchen. Man behind Whitmer kidnap plot also wanted to kill Trump. Who said it? Uh, the FBI. There you go. Not that I trust the word the FBI says. From Bongino, President Trump's Arizona rally. 20% of the attendees, and there was like 20, 30,000 there, weren't Republicans. 20% weren't even Republicans. 36% didn't vote in 2016. Watch out now. Trump tsunami. Watch it. From Fox Business, gross domestic product, the broadest measure of goods and services produced across the country, surged by 33.1% on an annualized basis in the, in the three-month period from July through September, the Commerce Department said in its first reading of data Thursday. The previous record was post-World War II record. That was the pre Here's the previous record for a quarter, three months. The previous record? Was 16.7%. Trump just set it at 
percent. People, oh, it's just because of COVID and everything slows down. It's still the economy bouncing back. You really want to put Biden Harris, two socialists, in charge of that? 33.1% GDP. Holy moly. I mean, that's big time. So just getting into that, it's a video. I've played this before, but you know, some people, they really need to hear this. This is the reason behind everything. This is the reason behind the response to COVID-19. It could be the reason why COVID-19 was released upon the planet. It's called the Great Reset. And listen, if you don't know about the Great Reset, you've got to get yourself informed. Don't be an uninformed voter. Don't be an uninformed citizen. Don't be an uninformed Christian. All the uninformed Christians have masks on and are social distancing because A, they don't know that the government is more their enemy than their friend. B, they don't know the Bible. So you've got to know what's going on around you. The Great Reset is engineered by this list that I put together. The World Bank, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Anthony Fauci, giant corporations, like Gavi, like MasterCard. Well, Gavi is the vaccine is the vaccine alliance from Bill Gates. MasterCard, giant organizations. George Soros, the WEF, which is the World Economic Forum, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, Agenda 2030, Prince Charles, the Vatican, the World Health Organization, the United Nations. If I didn't say that already, the Democratic Party, people like Dan Andrews, who is the premier of Victoria the province of Victoria, which is where Melbourne is in Australia, which is still in a completely locked down state. But luckily, Victorians, you're allowed now to have like 25% capacity in your restaurants and you're allowed to travel 25 kilometers from your house. Thank you so much. Thank you for your permission, Commissar. Event 201, things like that. Now, this is a great video. And it's entitled, Why They Really Hate Donald Trump, in the midst of this election season, you need to know that it's not just the Democratic Party. It's the populists throughout the planet who want to bring the United States down. There is only one domino left to fall. Listen, Great Britain, they gone. Australia, they gone. They're gone, folks. There might be some people, there's some people that are trying to rise up, like Hungary, even like Colombia in South America, Poland, they're trying to rise up, but America has to stand. If they can destroy America's economy via mass immigration, mass welfare, you bring in everybody, put them on welfare and destroy our economy. This, this will be what ushers in the new world order. You think it's the Bible doesn't use the words new world order. Just so you know, it can be called the great reset. It can be called a one world government. It can be anything. It can be called the United Nations. We don't know, but this is what it's all about. It's not just the Democrats. The Democrats are absolutely demon-possessed idiots. No doubt about that. But so are the rest of these people. Gutierrez from the UN, the World Health, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name from the World Health Organization. I don't forget. People like Dan Andrews in Australia, Prince Charles, they're all against Donald Trump. Play the video for me. Everyone's in on the Great Reset. Well, almost everyone. There's one guy who's got the power to do something to stop it, and you know exactly where I'm going. And they made a mistake. They tried to get Trump on their side, so they invited Donald Trump to Davos, I think a couple of times. But in January, when Donald Trump, I think, really began to see the beast that he was up against, he went to Davos, yeah, to the World Economic Forum, and he stuck a mega finger 
in their eye. We're committed to conserving the majesty of God's creation and the natural beauty of our world. But to embrace the possibilities of tomorrow, we must reject yeah, the perennial prophets of doom and their... Just real quick, I want everybody to know the setting here. This is in Davos. This is the World Economic Forum, which they tried to bring Trump in and get him on board. And what he did instead was give a more nationalist message <laughs> to everybody. That's, that's, I wanted to set that for everybody so you understood what was going on. Play it for me. Predictions of the apocalypse. These alarmists always demand the same thing, absolute power to dominate, transform, and control every aspect of our lives. We will never let radical socialists destroy our economy, wreck our country. Two days after Donald Trump gave that speech, the 89-year-old leftist weirdo billionaire George Soros made an emergency intervention where, at Davos once again, warning that the U.S. 2020 election will determine the, quote, fate of the whole world. Now, in the context of Davos, take a look at this one more time. This is a month after Donald Trump addressed Davos and stuck the MAGA finger in their face. Here's what Francis, the Vatican, and Jeffrey Sachs had to say in response. And it is a dangerous country right now. It will be absolutely dangerous if Trump wins re-election. Trump wins re-election. Trump wins re-election. Francis invited this guy to the, to the Amazon Senate as an honored guest and advisor. He's also Bernie Sanders' advisor. What's he doing in the Vatican? Why is this guy who is a promoter for socialist, out and out socialist, Bernie Sanders, what's he doing advising the Pope? Why does he have entree to the Vatican, friends? Sachs supports abortion and contraception, but that's not a problem for the Vatican. For the Vatican, for Pope Francis, and for his friends at the UN, Donald Trump is the problem, obviously, friends. Clearly, I consider the Trump administration a danger to the world, but I regard it as a purely temporary phenomenon that will disappear in 2020. Do you get it? Do you see why there's so much hate for Trump? Because with all of his faults, again, he's the capitalist. He's not the globalist. He never will be one of them. Which is why he pulled the United States out of the Paris Climate Agreement. Donald Trump pulled the United States out of the World Health Organization. That's Bill Gates and company. And now he's threatening to pull the United States out of the World Trade Organization. People say, yeah, well, Donald Trump got married twice. He's a bad guy. Really? <laughs> he's right in the face of the demons on this, friends. Nobody ever said he was a saint. He's knocking the sacred cows of the United Nations down all over the world right now. The General Assembly routinely votes 185 against the United States on almost everything right now. And you remember, speaking of the United Nations, in November of 2019, again, right before COVID landed, Trump went to the UN on the floor of the General Assembly, and he declared war on globalism. Wise leaders always put the good of their own people and their own country first. The future does not belong to globalists. The future belongs to patriots. And shortly after the speech at the UN, Donald Trump delivered, what do you think happened? The coronavirus was unleashed on the world and Trump's booming U.S. economy went on life support. All right, back to me for yeah. just a second. 
All right, so then we'll just go over. We're going to load up some other stuff on the Great Reset here in a second. So why do you have a Bernie Sanders advisor on the floor of the United Nations bad-mouthing America? You ever think about that? I mean, here I think I've got it somewhere here buried in my stack of, of stuff. But you have uh, Ilhan Omar. Oh, here it is. The Squad. There's, here it is. The Squad. And other Democrats ask the United Nations to investigate alleged human rights abuses by the Department of Homeland Security. You now have people like Bernie Sanders' advisor bad-mouthing the United States, saying that the United States is a dangerous country. That's a United States citizen on the floor of the United Nations saying that the United States is a dangerous country. On the floor of the United Nations. And now you've got the squad. with uh, It's uh, Ilhan Omar. Uh, Ocasio-Cortez. Make sure Ayanna Presley. And I always forget one of them. Uh, Rashida Tlaib. You have those four wanting the UN to come in like a police force and investigate human rights abuses by our Department of Homeland Security. I wonder if they'd ever ask for that if Joe Biden was president. Absolutely not. They will use the UN to keep Donald Trump from being elected. They will use the UN to take your firearms away without hesitation. Always thinking they'll be able to pull it back and keep their own little elitist bourgeois freedoms for themselves. But you you invite, you invite in a new world order to take over the United you know, Oh, Tom, this is all conspiracy. That's not. I just, this is, listen. This is Fox News. The squad and other Democrats asked the UN, this is from 1024, five days ago, investigate human rights abuses by the DHS. I mean, it's, it's, they're inviting them in. I've never seen it. Again, 52 years old. I've said this more times this year than I've ever said. Matter of fact, I've never said it before until this year. I am seeing things that I've never seen before. I've never said it in my life before. I've never seen that before. Because I read history, so I know things like that have happened before. I have never seen sitting congressmen, congresswomen, the squad, invite the UN in as governance over the United States government. But then you've got Bernie Sanders' advisor on the floor of the United Nations calling America dangerous. And then Soros, of course, backs him up. And says that uh, Donald Trump's administration is a danger to the world. Explain to me exactly how, Georgie. Explain to me how Donald Trump is a danger to the world. He's pulled us out of wars. He conquered ISIS. He eliminates one terrorist after another. He's not doing one drone strike after another on aspirin factories. So how exactly is he hasn't started? He's the first president in my lifetime that has not started a war yeah 52 years first president in my lifetime that has not started a war he's finished one but he hasn't started any but yet he's a danger to the world These people are just absolutely demonic liars the devil is the father of lies if someone just sputates lies all the time yeah it's my own word sputate i made that up myself if you just have people out there sputating out lies all the time, know that their father is the devil. When you hear Joe Biden, Kamala Harris and their campaign 
say that Tony Bobulinski's revelations of the Biden crime syndicate are Russian disinformation, where he's reading his own emails sent from Hunter Biden, James Biden, and are on Hunter's laptop? And they say those are Russian disinformation? And you have Adam Schiff out saying the exact same thing. Their father is the devil. Because all they do is lie. That's all they do. Back, back to the Great Reset. All this stuff, the Great, this is all about the Great Reset. What is it about? He'll explain it to you even better than I do here in a minute from Sky News. But all the Great Reset is about is using COVID-19 which is a big fat lie, the response to it, 99.9% survival rate, absolute big fat lie, just like global warming, global warming, then global cooling, then global warming, then global cooling, now climate change, right? So it's all a lie, one lie after another, systemic racism and law enforcement, us try to usher in the new world order, the mark of the beast, all of it, same thing all the time, same lie. And that's what the great reset is, to use COVID-19, to usher in what what they do is they'll actually say it you'll see it on the video this is the opportunity of a lifetime to use it to usher in their globalist global warming agenda which again it's you think they have you wearing masks because they want to protect you do you think that they want you to not drive cars and suvs as al gore would say it you think they want that because they want to protect you or they want to control you okay Christians, because I start with you first, strapping on your mask, you've quarantined a while back, you're obeying every law they put out for you because you're a capitulating Romans 13 moronic fool. You really think that these people have your best interest in mind? Who do you look like right now, Christian? Who do you look like? Do you look like a Republican or a Democrat? Do you look like a conservative or a liberal? If you strap that mask on, just vote for Biden. Somebody else will take your spot. But it's all about a great reset. Using COVID-19 to then usher in their globalist social warming climate change agenda, which is all about crashing industry and ushering in a new world order. Play the first video for me. I spoke a couple of weeks ago here about the disturbing trend among many of the world's left-wing elites to increasingly conflate COVID-19 with climate change, with many going so far as to suggest that all the measures applied to the coronavirus, the lockdowns, the destruction of businesses, the suppression of dissent, curfews, strong arm police tactics, should become the new normal for dealing with climate change. And indeed, that is precisely what the next World Economic Forum is planning to do, to convince governments with the help of big business and big tech to bring about something deeply, deeply sinister called the Great Reset. The what? Precisely, it sounds kind of crazy enough, but it is a program designed to strip us of all our fundamental democratic rights in favor of a new form of society as dictated by the elites. First of all, here's a bit of the official promo ad for the Great Reset. Back to me just real quick. I want you to understand what you're seeing here. This is the Great Reset's own commercial. For those of you that think I'm some way out there, right-wing extremist conspiracy theorist, 
This is their own commercial for the Great Reset, which, of course, Aaron puts it up there for me all the time. They also have their own website. Play it for me. As someone who made ads for many years for a living, let me tell you that that is just about as cliched and vomit-inducing as the most inane corporate ad can possibly be. But let right, me go to the next one for me. Six twenty-seven. Along with him. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. Now is the right, time to, to just think. Second, get that next one ready. Everybody hear that brief window, brief opportunity that's rapidly going away. And that's why they continue to sustain COVID all the time. Always. I was watching uh, Alex Jones on Joe Rogan, by the way, the other day. And Joe Rogan was astounded to find out that a million people have died of COVID. What I mean by that is he thought there was millions. That's how most people are. 1.1 million as of today have died of COVID. 1.1 million out of a population of close to 8 billion. What is a billion? A thousand millions. Not even a thousandth of a million of a billion has died. And we have 8 billion. It's not to belittle human life. I'm just putting it into context. It pales in comparison to the Spanish flu. But that's why they keep sustaining it. Oh, look at the new outbreak in Europe. Look at the new outbreak in the United States. Who's peddling it all the time? The Democratic Party and globalists like George Soros, like Bill Gates, like Anthony Fauci, like the Australian government, which I'll play for you in a couple minutes. But that's who's pushing it all the time. It's just meant to sustain it. So if they can keep COVID going, it continues with it continues to, to keep their window of opportunity, as Prince Charles said it, their window of opportunity open to usher in their global warming. They want to reset. You want to, as Prince Charles said, reset us on a more sustainable plan. Really? For what? Based on what? New York's supposed to be underwater by now. Miami's supposed to be underwater. Not supposed to be any polarized ice caps. Not one of the things ever happens. It's the same lie as it is with COVID. Everybody's going to die. The, the polarized caps are going to melt. There's systemic racism in law enforcement. Same thing every time. Same lies. Never happens. Very small death rate. Same thing every time. That's what the globalist slash Democratic Party does. Play the last one for me. Freak show. After all, we are currently seeing in Victoria 
just what it looks like when all the levers at our disposal are being used to enforce the COVID-19 restrictions, which include curfews, lockdowns, enforced mask wearing, shutting down of businesses, making you stay within five kilometres of your own home, not visiting the dying rellos, and on and on. Remember, it's not me linking COVID to climate change. It is these lunatics, including Charles and the United Nations and the IMF, who want to replicate the global response to COVID and repurpose it for climate change to enforce zero net emissions. Just to remind you, this bloke Schwab right, is the kingpin. There you go. Uh, yeah, it sums it up. You need to keep a very close eye on this stuff. It's not just about Republican versus Democrat. It is not about different clowns, same circus. It is not. This is life and death. This is freedom or tyranny, freedom or slavery. This is own guns or not own guns. It is that big a deal. It is your church staying open or your church staying closed. It is really that big a deal. It is. If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, and turn from their wicked ways, which means stop capitulating to mask wearing and social distancing. Stop capitulating. It's evil. All you're doing, well, I'm being compassionate, you know, I'm, you're, I'm, you know, I'm being compassionate by wearing a mask, you know, because I want to show everybody how much I care. No, what you're doing, you really think you show people how much you care by boldface lying to them? Masks do nothing. Eight, eight studies have been done on the efficacy of masks. All eight. The ninth one is being held back right now. <laughs> done out of Denmark is being held back right now because it shows that masks do nothing and nobody will peer review it because they don't want it to get out. But all eight studies plus the new one, the ninth, show that masks do nothing. So how do you think lying helps people by wearing your mask around? And again, I know there's places you may have to wear one when you go in to get an eye appointment or something because they're just a bunch of idiots. Fine. But don't capitulate to the idiocy by wearing it on your own. All right, on to other things. Here's, here's just, a, this is great symbolism. You know, great, this time actually symbolism over substance. This is great symbolism right now. I'll show you, play the video for me, Aaron, hit it. There you go. That's the Obama wall. That's what Obama left for eight years. Here comes the Trump wall. Here. <laughs> Here, run it back, Aaron. Back it up. Obama wall. And now, Trump wall. Hello. You know what's great about this wall? Aaron pointed out to me. I didn't even notice it before. You can see through it, and you can shoot through it. Man, this is one heck of a wall right here, built in concrete. It's like 30 feet high. You can't climb it. You can't pull vault over it. No coyote can get you through it. It's great. And just so the Democrats know, a coyote is a hired organized crime person that gets your children across the border. That's what a coyote is for all the idiotic Democrats who during the debate thought Trump was actually saying that coyotes, as of the dog, are bringing people across the border. There you go. All right. Here we go. Next. All right. This is a Brendan... Gutzen Wager uh, tweet or video crowd begin. Yeah, it's a tweet video crowd. And his title is crowd beginning to form at today's. This is like two days ago. Kamala Harris speech in Detroit, Michigan. Here's the crowd forming for Kamala. Okay. 
This is truth, folks. This is at her rally. The crowd is beginning to form. Now, conversely, hopefully you got that next one ready for me. Conversely, here's Trump in Wisconsin the same time, same day. Need some volume. All right, you're looking at the scene live now in West huh. Salem, Wisconsin. Uh, we're we're fast forward a little bit there. There we go. Oh, Aaron, started at 30 seconds. It's my bad. My bad. Put it up 30 seconds. Regular time. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta have you see the real effect on. Of course, I've blown it all up now because my that was my fault. I blame it on Aaron if I could, but I cannot. That was me. Yeah, there, yeah there's back to <laughs> where Aaron said, "Let's just drive back to Kamala." Here's the Kamala thing. That's like, like a Trump sign wave, but no, that's fine. Just get it close. Yeah, 35 is fine. Play. It's good. And now we have no volume again. It should have volume at 30 seconds. We're on 47 seconds. Well, all right, back to me. All right, well, that totally blew up. But anyway, that was that is the difference. You can see it in crowd. And if the volume was working, you has, it has a great intro to it with uh, a bunch of people talking, which is great, and music and everything else, real powerful. Of course, we weren't able to do that for you, so oh well. You got something working over there? I don't know. If it's got volume on it, play it. Man, what is up with that? All right. You still on me? Okay, there we go. All right, here's the Women's March. And uh, this is the women who are all in favor of killing other women. These interviews right here, they're not only demonic in nature, the responses to them. They're, they're absolutely startling in the ignorance slash stupidity of the answer how is it that you think that you are an advocate for women when you are fine with one half of all abortions being women play the video for me nation at the women's march in washington dc we're out today asking people what the number one killer of females in the united states is let's go see what they have to say we're walking around asking people what they think is the number one killer of females in the united states i have no idea okay you want to take a stab at it uh i would say, what would i say so that number two, number two is um, uh, heart disease. Over 400,000 women are killed every year from heart disease. It's not domestic abuse. Is no. It's hey, not domestic back to me abuse. real quick. So 400,000 women are die of heart disease per year. Remember, I have a, we have about 2.1 million, 2.5 to 2.7 million Americans die per year, period. And we've had 2.1 die so far this year, just so you know, under the great pandemic. We're slated to be underneath last year's death toll. Just throwing that out there. But anyway, I digress. You have a woman that's asked about what's the number one cause of death for women in the United States. Number one cause is heart disease, as it is for men. So, and then she said, what's number two? And her guest is, her guess is domestic violence. <laughs> how, how, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know how to be nice. I just don't. I mean, how stupid can you be? That woman's in her 60s. Don't you think you would have seen a body count like that during your 60 freaking years on earth that you would have seen a body count if let's say 250,000 women a year were dying from domestic violence? I mean, come on. I mean, how dumb can you be? I mean, it really, it's absolutely, I, I don't get it. It's like, again, Joe Rogan. In July, and I, I like Joe Rogan. I'll continue to watch Joe Rogan, but it just shows you the number one podcaster on the planet 
in July had no idea what Fusion GPS was, had no idea what the, what the Steele dossier was, none. Robert Mueller had no idea what Fusion GPS was. Then you've got this dingbat, you know, the other day, he's like, no, man, one million. It's got to be way more than one million. No, it's not. It's one million corona deaths world freaking wide. That's what it is. And then you've got this woman who's 60 years old who thinks there's somewhere in the neighborhood of two to 400,000 domestic violence deaths for women every year. I mean, come on. Play the rest for me. Abuse. No, it's not domestic abuse. The number one cause of death for females in the United States is abortion. Why is, and why is that? Because they're not getting access to the services they need? <laughs> well, actually, I'm talking about unborn women that are killed in the abortion. Well, you're talking about, oh, you're talking about unborn women. Well, then that's a whole different thing for me, right? Okay. That's a whole different thing. So you're, you're talking about... A scare tactic from the opposition. Abortion, so it's the pro-life... Right. I'm an abortion rights supporter right no I'm because you are I'm really curious to hear your opinion on this if 500,000 unborn women are killed in abortion every year that's a whole different philosophy that's a whole different philosophy my body and we have every right to take care of our bodies to be able to work to be able to do the things that we want to do and to be economically independent and for you to tell me what to do with my body is totally off base I actually haven't told you anything to do with your body over 400,000 women are killed every year from heart disease. Do you think we should do anything about that? Yeah, we should. Yeah. Um, and it, they, it's starting with making that more of a, of a known fact. I did not know that. So it's actually the number one killer of uh, females in the United States is abortion kills over 500,000 females every year. Does it? Well, I'm pro-choice, so you're asking the wrong girl, honey. So heart disease kills girl, roughly 400,000 women every year in the United States. But abortion kills roughly 500,000 female um, unborn women. So what do you think about that? Oh, you're, uh, you're a pro-lifer. If women have to resort to hangers again, it will be killing more women. There will be more women dying and more children dying, more unborn babies dying. So do you want more unba unborn babies dying from the coat hanger? I don't, know how, I don't, I don't follow I don't understand. that. Why, no, but you're explain. too young. You're too young to why, why would more unborn babies die if abortion was illegal? Because there would be more women going for the coat hanger. Because they were desperate. Is it like right, unsafe abortions? <laughs> Close. Back to me. So explain to me how that makes sense. She says that more women will die. I mean, more, there would be more abortions. Because more women would go for the coat hanger. You don't think there's been a lot more abortions since it's become a medical procedure? Slaughtering the unborn, the murder, the homicide of people has become a medical procedure. Ab abortion has gone through the roof. She's an absolute bold-faced liar. Now, it's, so, it's so funny to me, too. Well, you know, 500,000 women are killed in the womb. Well, you know, that's, that's a totally different debate. How is it a different debate? Okay, not to be graphic. Do the women that are killed in the womb have vaginas? Do they? They do. So you're killing other people with vaginas. Correct? So how is that another, the, the first woman, a 60-year-old dingbat holding her stupid sign? Explain to me that philosophy. Well, that's just a whole different, that's just a whole different arena. No, it's not. It's another woman, just like you, left alone. And by the way, you'd be perfectly fine killing that woman in the birth canal, fully formed, absolutely fine with it. 
Explain to me how that's not a person. Explain to me. I mean, you're allegedly, these people are people of science. You know, they're all the climate change acceptors, unlike the climate change non-science deniers, like people like me, right? The COVID non-science people like me, and they believe in their mask science is totally unproven. And here they are. Explain to me biologically how it's not a person. You're the science major, right? No, not at all. Absolute killers. So here's Joe Biden's America. It keeps coming. It becomes more and more evident every day. As we know, there was a complete and totally lawful. You know, Tom, you're always taking sides. Darn right I take sides. I look at the facts and make a decision. It's not hard. You look at the facts. Walter Wallace Jr. charged at police with a butcher knife in his hand and he got shot. Yeah, that's what you do. And by the way, that's what the Philadelphia Police Department has been trained to do. I watched the video. Completely and totally justified shooting. Oh, you go the Joe Biden route of trying to shoot him in the leg. Somebody who's never been to a police call, never had a job in his life, ever. Joe Biden has been languishing in D.C. for the last 50 years, five decades, doing nothing, accomplishing nothing. Name one legislative feat that Joe Biden has ever accomplished. Please name it. There isn't any, except to put more blacks in prison. He did do that. Good job, Joe. So anyway, completely and totally, this is why I'm telling you cops, I'm telling you a couple things. Stop making unconstitutional arrests. Knock it off. You're still doing it. I'm going to show you some riot footage here in a minute. In Philadelphia, the cops sat there and did nothing. While stores were being looted, did nothing. New York did something, credit to NYPD, did nothing. And those same cops, I'm not saying Philadelphia per se or the same city, but cops around the nation, like Nashville, arrest people for not wearing a mask. So they're looting, you do nothing. And then somebody is not wearing a mask. And I'll bring this video in too on on Saturday. There was a cop going in and shutting down a store because people were walking into the store shutting it down at at the governor's orders, unconstitutional. But yet when somebody's actually looting, which is a crime, stealing things, which is a crime, rioting, which is a crime, you do nothing. Ask yourself, cops. Cop right here, 25 years, 1992, 2017, 25 straight years, law enforcement. You just sit there and do nothing and arrest somebody for not wearing a mask? Really? Or not social distancing? I mean, come on. Then the others, now I'm going pro-cop. If you, listen, some of these cities, you got to get out. You can't continue to be a cop in Seattle, in Portland, in Philadelphia. They're already that, the female chief of police in Philadelphia. Well, you know, we'll see how this all turns. See how it turns out. It's blatantly obvious on the video. I'll show you the video in a second. It's part of the last video that I show in this segment. It's blatantly obvious. It's completely justified shooting. If somebody has a knife, you don't tase them. It's deadly force. You shoot to stop the threat. That may not be what the Democrats say, but that's in every law enforcement training procedural manual in the country. I know. So here's what was going on. Now, this was in response to the Walter Wallace shooting who who was asked repeatedly to back off, to put the knife down by cops and by family, didn't do it, charged the cops with the knife and got killed. 
And it's like one of my favorite conservative commentators said, this is such a tragedy. It's not a tragedy. A tragedy is like a school bus run, uh, turning over and killing kids. That's a tragedy. This man made his decisions. I don't give a crap about what everybody says. He's bipolar. He's this bull crap. He's married. He has enough sex to have kids. He's all right. He's newly married, has a kid. Numerous run-ins with law enforcement in the past. Don't give me this crap about bipolar and all that stuff. He totally, completely can decide what, what he can and cannot do. So I don't want to hear that crap either. It's not a tragedy. He made decisions. He reaped what he sowed. It's as simple as that. And here's the response to it. Play the first video for me. Brooklyn, New York. Explain to me what Brooklyn's got to do with Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Here we go, back in New York again. Hey, they finally have some life on the street in New York. Back to me for just a second. So finally, hey, there's some people back on the street. Load that next video for me. Should be the uh, the one out of Philly, right? Yeah, good. So they finally got some life back in the street in New York. The only life that they have, uh, the garbage is stacked up everywhere. You know that? Do you know what New York City looks like right now? Go online. There's people shooting footage of New York's garbage is stacked up everywhere. Boards, the, the storefronts are all boarded up. The streets are empty. I was on the streets of New York in 2017, just doing the tourist thing for a couple days. Unbelievable sight. I mean, literally 30, 40, 50 people deep everywhere you go. Side to side, front and back, everywhere. Empty. They, you know how many people have moved out of the state of New York? Or, I mean, out of the city of New York already this year? Out of the city, not the state. 500,000 have already moved out. They have more rental properties available in the, uh, than in the history of New York right now. The most rental properties available ever in the history of New York right now. Their uh, real estate rates are plummeting. Their values are plummeting by the day. Garbage is stacked up everywhere because they can't afford to collect it. They're nine to $10 billion in debt under the stellar leadership of Billy de Blasio. So this next uh, footage is coming out of Philadelphia where the shooting actually took place. Explain to me how this has anything to do with black lives mattering. Play for me. Here we are again. Black lives matter. This will help the family of the deceased. Playing soccer ball in there. Aaron Pawson, bring back to me for a second. Now I'm going to be called a racist. Yeah, rewind that actually five seconds so we get to the beginning of the shooting part. Now I'm going to be called a racist for this, of course. But if you're somebody who wants to advocate for the advancement of the black culture, you ought to get a hold of all the people that do things like this. Because there's, I don't know if there's any white people in there or not, but it certainly is 99.9% .9 black that's inside that store tearing everything up. And you think that's good? That's going to help for the advancement of the black community? Explain to me how that does anything for anybody. I'm not going to call Walter Wallace a victim of anything. Walter Wallace got what he deserved. He got, he, you know, be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever man sows that shall he also reap. Galatians 6, 7. That this is a prime example of that. Play the video for me. Here's the shooting right here. 
Gentleman right there, the guy in the all black. Okay, look at the cops back up. Look at the cops back up. Look at the cops back up. Backing up, backing up, backing up. Still giving ground. Still giving ground. Still giving ground. Still now there they get now they open fire. And this is the response to a completely lawful shooting. Right here. Alright, back to me. So let me ask you this question. Let me ask you, well, I mean, make one statement and ask you one question. You seen Joe Biden condemn any of this yet? Has he come out and condemned any of the violence, any of the looting, any of the rioting, any of the arson? Has he done any of that yet? No, not a word. I'm stealing this from Jonathan Shuttlesworth, but you know what? The spirit of the Antichrist is the spirit of lawlessness. Read it for yourself. Second Thessalonians chapter two. It's a spirit of lawlessness. That's what you want to vote for. You think you're being compassionate? You know, there's a group of idiotic Christians out there who can't vote for Trump because of his demeanor and because of his past immoralities. Are you kidding me? And you're going to vote for an habitual liar, a slaughterer of the unborn, and an advocator for lawlessness? That's what you're going to vote for, Christian? Because Trump says an occasional cuss word and you don't like his tweets? You're an idiot. You know, I mean, you're like, Tom, you shouldn't call people that. Why? If they're an idiot, they're an idiot. There's times in my life when I've been an idiot. And if Aaron, my friend, or my wife, Hope, came up and said, you're an idiot, I would just say, you know what? You're right. I'm an idiot. Nothing wrong with it. Jesus called people whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones, sons of hell and Satan. So if you're an idiot, you're an idiot. You don't vote for Donald Trump and you vote for Joe Biden or you don't vote for Donald Trump. Therefore, advancing Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, notorious baby butcherers. They'll refund Planned Parenthood. They'll refund global abortions, of which today, as of today, we've had 35.5 million abortions in the world. Blood's on your hand, Christian, first. Judgment begins at the house of God. All because you don't like, you don't like that you know, Donald Trump's been divorced? Give me a break. Death versus demeanor? How do you know he hasn't repented of his past sin? What I've gotten from ministers inside the White House is that Donald Trump is saved, said the sinner's prayer, and Eric Trump is saved. Eat that. Digest it. You you know what? You don't vote for Donald Trump is because you have no guts. You have no cajones at all. That's like I said on Sunday morning, a bunch of harem eunuchs running around, scared to vote for Trump. Well, then I'll be aligned with somebody who puts out mean tweets. What are the mean tweets anyway? You know what Walter Wallace is, the man who was shot by Philadelphia PD? You know what his criminal record is? Criminal record is 2017. Pled guilty to robbery. Pled guilty to assault. Pled guilty of possessing an instrument of crime. An incident where he put a gun to a woman's head. 2013, pled guilty to resisting arrest and punching an officer in the face. On the day of the shooting, that was the third time officers had been to that house. Not because they wanted to be there, but because all the family members that are now calling them murderers called them there three times to defend them. And then a guy comes wielding a knife at them. They did the right thing and shot them. And now all the idiots go out and loot. And it, it, it's, it's, it's galactic idiocy on, idiocy on both sides. The cops are totally righteous in their shooting. That's smart. 
idiot responses and looting, and then idiot responses by the cops and not stopping the looting. You just sit there and let people, yep, listen, there's a couple thousand Philadelphia cops. You can stop the rioting. You have a SWAT team. You have tear gas. You have an ERT team. Stop the rioting. Call in the National Guard, which Tommy Wolf had to do because Philadelphia was going bad, real bad. Oh, this is classic. Speaking of Joe Biden's America, here's one of his most ardent supporters, Cher. She has a little song for him. And this is a uh, Miguel of California tweet. And he puts on, viewer warning, <laughs> this is real. This is real. This is not fake. Happiness, this is from Cher. Happiness is just a thing called Joe. He's got a smile that makes the lilacs want to grow. Thank you, Cher. <laughs> Play it for me. Yes. It's just a thing for Joe. He's got a smile that makes the lilacs wanna grow. He's got a way that makes the angels give us sight. When they know Preston Joe's even my face is better than that. She looks like a combination of Medusa and my buddy Aaron just said Satan. It's a combination. If she if they just put some snakes coming out of her head, she'd look just like Medusa mixed mixed with the devil himself with Beelzebub. All right, from the Gateway Pundit from today. Here's AOC. Put that up for me, Aaron. Poses in $14,000 clothes on Vanity Fair cover to push communism and cuss out Donald Trump. That's how they are. You can bring it back to me. That's how they are. You know, they honestly think that their policies that they push will never touch them. She's wearing $14,000 worth of clothes during that photo shoot, espousing communism. If everybody gets, if, if, if things go her way, nobody gets that stuff. By the way, AOC, including you. There's only two classes in communism. There's only two classes in socialism. Ask the Venezuelans. The very rich and the very poor. And I guess all these Bidens and AOCs and Oprahs and Gates, Kamala Harris's, Adam Schiff's, Nancy Pelosi's, I guess they just think that they'll be way up there. There's either there's the haves and the have-nots. It goes that way every single time. Maybe you'll make it, maybe you won't. You may not get your cafe latte anymore, AOC, and your $14,000 clothes. And your... You know, your cell phone and all the things that you relish every day. Those things are gone. Ask the Venezuelans. Gone. If we get what you want, they are gone. They don't get it. All right. From Andy No, BLM and Tifa. This is really, I want everyone to know. It's not just for the streets of Philadelphia. Aaron, you can play it while I'll talk over it. Just mute it for a couple minutes, for a minute or so. It's from Andy No. This is a BLM and Tifa held a street march today in late. This is yesterday. Oswego, Oregon, a wealthy suburb near Portland. They were angry. LOP, LO police, that's the local police department, the Lake Oswego Police Department, protected a truck driver who had truck flags. If this was Portland, and he knows writing, the driver would be attacked and the vehicle destroyed. Just so everybody knows, look at that neighborhood right there. You think this won't come to you, Democratic supporters of violence? You don't think this will come to your neighborhood right here? Hey, soccer mom, Democrat, 
This can come to your neighborhood too. Look at this neighborhood. Your neighborhood look like that? BLM, Antifa, no problem showing up there and antagonizing right in the middle of your neighborhood. And yet you're still voting for Biden? But I will say this, back to me real quick. I will say that. At least you had real cops there. At least you had real cops protecting people. You elect Joe Biden, this will be all over the country, in people's neighborhoods. Good luck showing up on my front door. All right, this is from Fox News. Most of us have heard of this guy, Tony Bobolinsky. Tony Bobolinsky was partners under Sunahawk, which was a corporation set up by him and Hunter Biden and James Biden. It was a operation, a getting money out of China operation and into the Biden's hands. And it's Tony Bobolinsky's business partners. Remember what Joe Biden has said for the past two years on the campaign trail is that he has never, ever, not one time ever discussed his son's business with his son. Play the video for me. As you can imagine, I've been asked uh, by 100 people over the last month, you know, why would you be meeting with Joe Biden? And I sort of turned the question around to the people that asked me, why at 1038 on the night of May 2nd would Joe Biden take time out of his schedule to sit down with me in a dark bar at the Beverly Hilton, sort of positioned behind a column so people couldn't see us, to have a discussion about his family and my family and uh, business at a very high level uh, where Jim Biden sat and Hunter Biden participated in. I'm irrelevant in the story. Um, I, they weren't raising money from me. There was no other reason for me to be in that bar meeting Joe Biden than to discuss what I was doing with his family's name uh, in the Chinese CFC. He's, and this is a company with direct connections to the communist government of China. So he, the former vice president has said he had no knowledge whatsoever of his son's business dealings and was not involved in them at all. But this sounds like direct involvement in them. Yeah, that's a blatant lie. When he states that, that is a blatant lie. Obviously, the world's aware that I attended the uh, debate last Thursday. And uh, in that debate, he made a specific statement around questions around this from the president. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I uh, almost stood up and screamed liar and walked out because I was shocked um, that after four days or five days that they prepped for this, that the Biden family is taking that position to the world. Um, and once again, I'm irrelevant in this discussion. I just was brought in to run this company and have uh, been exposed to all of this fact. And I believe the American people should see this fact. I would have much preferred the Biden family go on record and define these facts for the American people and the globe versus me sitting here uh, having a discussion with you on it. So Joe Biden has not denied meeting with you in Los Angeles, correct? Correct. Tell us about the conversation that you had with him. Um, so I initially was sitting, uh, because I got there a little earlier, was sitting with Jim Biden and Hunter Biden, and um, Joe came through the lobby with his security, and Hunter um, basically said, hey, give me a second, I'll go over and give me 10 minutes to brief my dad uh, and read him in on things. And so then Hunter and his father and security came through the bar, and uh, obviously I stood up out of respect to shake his hand, and uh, Hunter introduced me as, uh, this is Tony, Dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. So it was clear to you that Joe Biden's son had told him about this business? Crystal right? clear. Crystal clear. Tell us about the conversation. All right, back to, there you go, perfect. So he met with Joe Biden actually twice. I'll do more of this on Saturday, go over the second part of, of 
Tucker's interview with him. It's even more illuminating. You have you have Tucker voicemails. I mean, not Tucker voicemails. Hunter voicemails saying to uh, talking to another person involved in their business dealings, complaining about his father in the involved in the business. It just goes on and on. But this Lieutenant Bob, I'm calling him Lieutenant Bob Belisky because that's what he was in the United States Navy. He actually had his top secret clearance, worked on the Navy nuclear, uh, whatever, the, the area of the Navy that deals with nuclear, you know, nuclear warheads and nuclear technology, had top secret clearance. He was involved with what's called Sunahawk, which is a Biden family consortium, a Biden family corporation. They brought him in to run it. And then basically etched him out, cost him like five million bucks. So he does have, I think, an axe to grind, but he met with Biden twice. Now, there's other meetings too, and I'll go over those in a second. Did the meetings happen? Yes. And now here's the funny thing is that the, the, the Biden campaign was asked to respond to this from mainstream media. And here's how the Biden campaign responded. There were more accusations made this week uh, on that most watched Fox News interview a couple nights ago from Tucker Carlson. Did those meetings happen as they had been alleged when Joe Biden was a private citizen? We're not going to waste any time on this smear campaign because it's just another distraction to distract, uh, uh, again, away from four years of Donald Trump. See, wow, what an uh, unequivocal response right there, right? I mean, they're just not going to answer any questions about it. And now, you know what they're already throwing out there? They're going, did, it, did these meetings happen as a private citizen? They absolutely did not. All you have to do is look at the timeline. Look at the text messages from Bob Alinsky. Here's just a brief. So I have... Like uh, a couple examples here. Joe met with Vadim Bazarsky, number three at Burisma, on Hunter's emails. Confirmed. His son says half of his earnings go to his dad on Hunter's emails. Confirmed. Five to nine million dollars. There was a five to nine million dollar loan that went to the Bidens from China, interest free, and also no need to pay it back. I wish that was my mortgage. That's also on emails. Fact. 10% was held back for the big guy, which Tony Bobulinski has confirmed is Joe Biden. And that's from the China deal. Joe met with Tony Bobulinski and discussed business twice. $3.5 million came from Alina Batarina, the richest woman or even person in Russia, went sent directly to the Bidens, she also sent 11 wire transfers in 2015. Nine were sent to Rosemont Seneca, which is Hunter Biden's firm, and they were called loan agreements. Imagine if any of this had the name Trump assigned to it. Number seven, in response to the New York piece, the Biden campaign cited the coronavirus. So the New York Post was the one who really broke the story nationwide, and Giuliani's known about it for forever. The FBI's known about it for, for forever. But the New York Post broke the story on national media, and their response is to talk about the coronavirus. Look it up. It's in the New York Post. Don't forget about when, when, when uh, Joe Biden became the front man for Iraq. Suddenly, James Biden, who's never built a house in his life, scored a $1.5 billion deal to build houses in Iraq. Frank Biden, after the Obama administration had opened up the trade doors for solar power and things like that in Costa Rica, and not one major political uh, person had shown up in Puerto Rico since 1997 and 2009, Joe Biden showed up down there the year prior 
The doors were opened up for the solar industry. Frank Biden goes shows up down there too and scores millions of dollars worth of solar contracts. And of course, you have Hunter in Ukraine and Hunter in China. None of these people have any experience. That's why they actually brought in Tony Bobolinsky. Tony Bobolinsky has an international business record of actually accomplishing things. What have the Bidens ever done? What, what's Frank Biden, James Biden, or Hunter Biden ever accomplished in their life? Period. Not, not a thing. So here's what. Now, this is great symbolism right here. Absolutely great symbolism. You can put it up there, but you can play the video. There you go. Here's what Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, and George Soros have planned for you. Look at all. Look at this thing. Three-way airflow, peripheral side windows, reversible gloves. Look at that. Eight-hour battery life. Hey, put it back to the beginning. I want to get all the different uh, resources that are available here. Introducing the BioVisor. Dynamic design. Lightweight construction. Anti-fog face shield. Three-way uh, ventilator. Three, three airflow whatevers. There you go. You know, it reminds me. Bring it back to me. You know, it reminds me. We're checking into a hotel for the minister's conference at the River Church in Tampa. With my wife and my poor guy that was behind the desk checking us in had to wear a face mask and his he couldn't see. His glasses were completely fogged up. The man I guarantee you the man couldn't see two feet in front of his face. But luckily you've got what's it called again, Aaron? What's that thing called? A visor tech face wraps watch something whatever it is. I don't know what a a visor, visor tech, whatever. You can wear that instead. You think that that's not a joke, by the way. That's available to you. Put it back up there, just a, just a picture. Yeah, put it there. You go. Just freeze it for me, Aaron. That's available to you right there. Perfect. For $359, my wife just told me. You can have that right there. Look at that for you. You, you, don't, you think this is a joke? This is not a joke. This is the vision for the Democratic Party. They're the only ones talking about COVID. You're like, no, Donald Trump, he has to talk about it. Donald Trump knows the truth. He knows it's a 99.9% survivable virus. He knows that 226, 27,000 coronavirus death is crap. He knows it. How do you have an increase of 227,000 deaths that you didn't have last year? And we're going right now at a pace to have less total deaths than we had last year. Explain that to me. It's because the average age of COVID is 80 and the average age of death in America is 78. Not to be harsh, not to be coarse, not to be cold, because all the tone police people will be after me. Who I don't care. Go ahead. They would have died anyway. That's why the excess deaths are not up. Listen, I'm no my, my degree, I have a bachelor's degree from the University of Central Florida in criminal justice, not rocket science, but even I can figure that out. Oh, this is great. This is great. This is typical media. The weather channel is symbolic of all media. Absolutely symbolic of all media. Put up the first picture for me. This is from Hurricane Zeta. Zeta or Zeka or Zeta or something like that. Zeta. Is it Zeta? Zeta. Hurricane Zeta. Look at at the picture. The guy on the right is from the weather channel. Look at the other reporter. (laughs) He's standing there staring at him. He's like, what are you doing over there? I see as he... Gets in position to hold himself up against the wind. Braces himself against the wind. Now look at this video right here. This video is awesome. Play it for me. (laughs) 
Come on, hold up against the wind. Hold up. Oh, come on, hey. I hope I don't get rid of the guy. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. Here, rewind it again. Rewind it back to right when the guys, there you go. Look, watch them pan away. I wish you could hear the volume more. Do they hear it better than I can? Or are they hearing it the same way? Okay. Notice as soon as the guy, the guy, if you can hear it, I hope that you can. You might be able to hear it because of the massive wind. You bring it back to me. The massive wind. But when they do, the guy makes a comment to him. And, they, and the reporter goes, well, you know, some people are out braving it. The guy's casually walking. You know what that looks like? A typical thunderstorm day in Florida. That's all that it looks like. And the guy's bracing himself. Put the next, play the next one for me. Downtown New Orleans. You know, watch him. He's bracing, bracing. All right, cut. Right back to me. So, listen, that is absolute perfect symbolism for the media. They are lying to you. They lie to you about global warming. They lie to you about systemic racism in law enforcement. They lie to you about coronavirus. They lie to you about the weather. They lie to you and say the global ice caps are melting. It's all crap. It's crap. Just, listen, grow a set and stand up to them. I haven't ripped pastors yet tonight, but it might be coming. All right, here's now. This is Trump versus uh, uh, Biden campaign. Stop the, the side by side. There you go. This, this is uh, both of these are in uh, Arizona. I believe yesterday, the day before. The one on the left, of course, is Trump. The one on the right is where Kamala was supposed to go. And, and you think that it, it, latest poll out of Wisconsin, Trump's down by 17 points. You really believe that? I mean, they're the same people that told you the polar ice caps were going to melt. Same people that told you you're going to die of coronavirus when you have a 99.9% survival rate. Oh, but there's 200,000 people that have died. Then why don't we have an increase in total deaths? We don't. All right, now I want to break down this video because it's awesome. This is some of the best stuff that I've heard. And if Jonathan ends up seeing this video somehow, Jonathan, sorry for stealing so much of your stuff. I love you. This is Jonathan Shuttlesworth, the video that he did yesterday. I found it unbelievably compelling. It's some of the best ministry, I don't know, punditry, articulation that I've ever heard seriously and, and mixing it together. He's doing a series right now about how a Christian could vote for Donald Trump. And this is some of the best knowledge that I've ever heard. So I brought together a whole bunch of different clips from it. You've got to watch this. I mean, it is fantastic. If you've already watched it, watch it again. I watched it again today as I cut this video up. It's really, really great stuff. It's about Christians. It's about the never Trump morons that won't vote, won't vote for Trump. The, the, the Romans 13 Christians that mask up and stay at home and obey their ruling authorities, even though the Constitution is your ruling authority. But here's Jonathan Shuttlesworth. You, you know, I, want to, I want to say one other thing. I put on this when I was watching it. I watched Jonathan Shuttlesworth and Rodney Howard Brown, the only two pastors that I watch, only two preachers that I watch right now. And some woman sent back to me, she goes, you should watch other people. You're really missing out. I said, well, I'm open to anybody, but here's, here's the test they have to, here's the test they have to pass. Did they close their church and they close their ministry? And by close, I mean anything. Did they mitigate their ministry? Did they COVID-19, did they implement any COVID-19 mitigations whatsoever? If they did and they haven't repented of it, 
not restart their ministry, repent of the mistake of ever implementing COVID-19 mitigations, let alone locking down their churches. If they didn't repent of it, I'm out. I ain't watching you. Jonathan Shuttlesworth, Rodney Howard Brown, they kept open. They stayed open. Rodney Howard Brown took the pinch. Jonathan was heading, probably heading that way himself. Somehow avoided it. I don't know how. But this is from yesterday. And if you don't want, if you haven't clipped, you've got to follow Jonathan Shuttlesworth and Rodney Howard Brown. Outposts of freedom. Tampa is where Rodney Howard Brown is. Pittsburgh, PA is where Jonathan is. You've got to follow these men of God. They preach the whole Bible, the whole Bible, all of it, without, hes- without hesitation, without reservation. All right, enough about that. Play the first clip for me. This that shall take place shall be the most unusual thing, a transfiguration, a going into the marketplace, if you wish, into the news media, where Time Magazine will have no choice but to say what I want them to say. Newsweek, what I want to say. The View, what I want to say. Trump shall become a trumpet, says the Lord. Trump shall become a trumpet. I will raise up the Trump to become a trumpet and Bill Gates to open up the gate of a financial realm for the church, says the Lord. I will not forget 9-11. I will not forget what took place that day. And I will not forget the gatekeeper that watched over New York who will once again stand and watch over this nation, says the Spirit of God. It shall come to pass that the man that I place in the highest office shall go in whispering my name. But God said when he enters into the office, he will be shouting out by the power of the Spirit, for I shall fill him with my Spirit when he goes into office, and there will be a praying man seat in your land will be a praying president not a religious one but I will fool the people says the Lord I will fool the people yes I will God says the one that is chosen shall go in and they shall say he has hot blood for the Spirit of God says yes he may have hot blood but he will bring the walls of protection on this country in a greater way and the economy of this country shall change rapidly says the Lord of hosts listen to the word of the Lord God says I will put at your helm for two terms a president that will pray but he will not be a praying president when he starts I will put him in office and then I will baptize him with the Holy Spirit and my power says the Lord of hosts go back to me real quick that is Kim Clement by the way if that bothers you you're gonna need to read your Bible okay it's second Thess- I mean it's up uh, Thessalonians first Thessalonians chapter 5 says not to despise prophesying Trump was prophesied to be two terms. I'm telling you, he's going to win. It's coming. He's going to win. Play the next one for me. Bless you. Felix. Keep the volume up. Felix said, preach the Lord Jesus. Scroll up on. Scroll up on Facebook. 
Preach the Lord Jesus Christ by sure demonstration. Win people to Christ Jesus, precious brother. Stop meddling with politics and taking sides during a political campaign. I can tell you right now, if you wanted to go head to head and see who's preached Christ and won more souls, I could beat you not trying in 20 minutes than you will your whole life. That's not a statement of pride. That's a statement of fact. You know, there's 24 hours in a day, so you can actually do two things. You can win souls and preach Christ, but I'm going to ask you a question. With all the great churches there are in California that no longer can attend because Christians have taken the attitude, let's not get involved in politics. What a genius idea. Let's have nothing to do with, <laughs> in a government system that was created to write our laws for us, including religious freedom and what defines a family and the rights you have as a parent to raise your child. Let's not get involved in that. When one side is actively looking to destroy the family and destroy the church, you are a very stupid human being. You're probably not going to enjoy my ministry. For whatever reason, my ministry tends to attract intelligent people. Obviously, somebody shared the broadcast and you wondered on. So you and your stupid family probably are not going to enjoy this. I'll keep your children in prayer that have to get raised by a stupid father that teaches them that faith is a private thing that should have no... It's too bad you weren't alive when Elijah was around so that you could have lectured him to stop meddling in politics and did not speak to King Ahab with such disrespect. Also too bad that you weren't alive to tell Daniel he lived his whole life outside of the will of God by being in the political realm in Babylon. Also, it's too bad you weren't alive when Nehemiah was alive, so you could have told him he's wrong to be involved in politics. Also, Joseph. <laughs> the world became a worse place because Felix McAdoo <laughs> couldn't spread his uh, ideology of Christians not being involved in the political realm. <laughs> Shit back to me. Get the next one ready. Um, <laughs> this, is the, this is what people need to hear, man. I don't, I, people, I don't care what you think. I honestly don't. It doesn't matter to me. If you can't take it, you never could have taken Jesus. You never would hire him on as your pastor. Most churches would never hire Jesus Christ as their own pastor. As the Babylon Bee said recently, most Christians today would not consider Jesus to be Christ-like. Play the next video for me. If, if the same spirit that was in Soviet Russia is now rearing its head in America, I'm going to crush that spirit, and I'm not going to do it kindly. And Jesus wasn't kind all the time either. I love everybody's selective reading of the Bible. Well, we should act like Christ. That leaves in the realm of possibility braiding a whip and smacking people's behinds with it and flipping tables over. Remember that. So if you want to be a spineless, ballless Christian... Go watch Charles Stanley or somebody like that. And he's a great guy. I love Charles Stanley. Watch somebody that, that isn't like me. Go watch, uh, go watch somebody tell you about not getting so focused on the destination that you forget the process. And God's a God of process. Amen. We, ne we need to learn to say no and draw boundaries with our time. Amen. That's not me. This is the best preaching in the world, dude. I'm telling you, Rodney Howard Brown, Jonathan Shellsworth, the two best preachers on the freaking planet. I'm telling you, tune into them. Next one. Revelation 13. 
And I understand that puts me in a, in a different <laughs> class. I don't care. <laughs> I'm ashamed of the pastors in South Africa that all shut down their churches and didn't take a stand against the government. Now they're trying, but it's, it's too late. So you have, you have a massive church that the Lord helped you build that you're allowed to have 50 people in it, and you have the freaking nerve to get on Instagram and thank the president. Thank you, Mr. President, for allowing us to have 50 people. That's like thanking a thief on his way out the door of your house after he looted your whole house for throwing $5 on the floor for you to help you uh, get started tomorrow. Thank you, Mr. Thief, for taking everything we've worked so hard for our whole lives and then leaving us a small, the ability to have a little bit. Thank you. What a spineless, ballless generation of leaders in the church. <laughs> Back to me. Truth. That's the truth. Absolutely. He, he used South, you know, South Africa. He would use America too without hesitation because it's absolutely true. Explain to me why you closed your church. Oh, I did it to be compassionate. Compassionate to who? Anybody who was, anybody that COVID was a threat to could have just stayed home. And that's people who are 70 and above with, with comorbidities, average of two to three serious comorbidities. Those are the people who are dying of COVID. Not the 23-year-old worship leader, tight jean-wearing, latte-sucking worship leader who's staying home to be compassionate with his latte-sucking pastor friend. There's no need to ever close your church. For what? Well, if I, you know, if I don't close, then I'm going to, you know, somebody, I might get arrested. I might lose my career. I won't be, it won't be considered a community partner or a good neighbor. Forget all that garbage. Come out from among them and be separate. Play a nice clip for me. I don't care if a virus comes out with a 90% kill rate. I'll be in church on Sunday. Or prison. Amen. If you put me in prison, I'll hold meetings there. You will never stop me from preaching the gospel. It, it, you know, you know we, they didn't tell us we couldn't preach. They just told us we couldn't do it in person. We could still do it on Facebook and YouTube. Yeah, till they take your channel away. Then what, genius? Why don't you do a four-week series on what the Bible says about homosexuality and see how long they keep your channel up? All right, play the next one for me. Dirty is our money. The onset of the coronavirus pandemic is forcing institutions around the world to rethink about one particularly germy service, cold, hard cash. And freeze the brain back to me real quick. This is again, using again, this is off of Jonathan's podcast from yesterday. This is using the coronavirus, again, as a precipice, as a conveyance to usher in a cashless society. Remember, look what the, the, if the coronavirus has shown us one thing, money is disgusting. Play a video for me. This is going to be hard to hear, but according to multiple studies, microorganisms found living on the surface of cash and even credit cards range from mouth and vaginal bacteria to flu-like viruses. But what if you Everybody can make your... Quick, you know, it's not hard for me to hear. I know there's fecal matter on my money. I get it. I don't care. There's poop on there. Don't care. I want cash. I'm not going. I'm not getting V-chipped. I'm not getting biotech tattooed. Nothing. That's what this is all about. Virtue signaling, mask wearing pastor. That's what this is about. Have you ever read the Bible? James chapter 4 verse 7. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist, actively fight against the devil and he will flee from you capitulating coward that's what this is about they're using this to usher in the great reset and biochipping 
is one of the many conveyances of the Great Reset. Play it for me. Daily purchases without touching a thing. Welcome to Sweden, where thousands of people are inserting tiny microchips under their skin so that they no longer have to carry cash, IDs, gym passes, and key cards to get into work. I have two microchip implants, one on the right and one on the left. I got the micro implants because I wanted to be part of the future. I don't need keys, so I'm able to actually open the doors um, with my hands. These tiny chips are about the size of a grain of rice, and they're implanted into the back of the hand with a syringe. And so far, about 3,000 Swedes have gotten them implemented. So in Sweden, you can actually use it to put your train tickets inside. You can actually use it with Scandinavia's biggest gym chain, so you don't actually need to show your membership card. I use it personally as a business card, so you can actually put your phone on my hand and then my LinkedIn pops up. So who's behind the man can't bear anymore. Get the next one ready, Aaron, for me. I love you, buddy. Thank you. Um, And remember how that started. It started with if coronavirus has shown us one thing. That's what this is about. One million people have died. And that's not really true at all. You can cut that down by 75%, if not more. But one million out of eight billion people. And they're using it as a conveyance. A conveyance is a vehicle. It's a police term. Burglary of a conveyance is burglary of a, of a vehicle. Sometimes I lapse into that, but it's the coronavirus is coronavirus is the vehicle for the globalists to usher these things in, to usher in the book of revelation. Well, it's going to happen anyway. You want it to happen on your time? Listen, you need to fight. You need to actively fight against the devil, not capitulate to him. Amen. Play the next video for me. Last one. Socialism is built on covetousness. That's why a Christian should oppose socialism. Socialism is built on a sin called covetousness. Many ministers have that sin. There's two kinds of ministers. I want you to hear me. There's two kinds of ministers. There's one type of minister that looks at Kenneth Copeland's office, Kenneth Copeland's airport, and Kenneth Copeland's jet and says, wow, does he have any books or messages that I can listen to that would show me what he knows to have, to have done all that? And then there's a second type of minister. How could any, how I just, why does he have a jet? When I don't even have enough money, you're no different than Antifa burning Philadelphia down and looting Walmart. I, I should have what he has. That's a sin. You should celebrate people's successes, not be angry about it. That's covetousness. Listen to this next part now. This is the greatest part ever. I don't think it's right for any preacher to possess all that. Well, who cares what you think someone should possess? If they did it illegally, then throw them in jail. If they did it legally and you're mad about it, you're stupid. A lot of people would be a lot less angry if they could just come to grips with the fact that they're not bright. I'm angry because I'm not intelligent. (laughs) Back to me. Exactly right. Just come to grips with it. Listen, again, there's been segments of my life where I have said that to myself about this church, about my own ministry. I said, I don't go waltzing around. 
I haven't spent, I've spent probably, I don't know, in person with Jonathan, maybe an hour or two max up in Pastor Rodney's office. Great, man. Love John, love Jonathan, love Adalis, love them. Great people, genuine people, real, real ministers of the gospel. Gen, and then genuine, just wonderful people. But I haven't been around their ministry a whole lot. Just been, I've watched copious hours of their ministry, you know, their preaching and things like that, but I haven't been around their ministry, but I have been around Dr. Rodney Howard Brown's ministry a lot. I would not go around there going, let me tell you how to do things as a minute, as a pastor of a church of 300 people versus a pastor of umpteen thousands of people in the worldwide ministry. I don't, I I look at that and I go, I want to get to where he's at. I don't envy what he has. I want what I want, what he has. And I, and I go, you know what? And the same thing with Jonathan. I look at Jonathan's got a worldwide ministry. I want that. What does Jonathan do that? I don't do. I need to look into that. I need to listen to what he says. I need to actually learn from these people. Why, why would you ever envy and be like, well, it's Kenneth Copeland. He says he's going to be the first billionaire. Pre who cares? Everyone has no problem with Solomon. None. No problem with Solomon whatsoever. It's just like, it's exactly the same as Christians. Who, well, Romans 13, we got to close our churches down. You're the same ones who send millions of dollars overseas to underground illegal churches that are violating your conception of Romans 13. How do you not get this? That's where it comes down to that last line. You'd be a lot less upset if you just go ahead and came to grips with the fact that you're not bright. I've had to say that in areas of my life. And I had the same size church for 10 straight years. I'm like, I'm doing something wrong. Even though I preach the way that I do, which is hellfire, brimstone, promises of God. God wants you he healthy. God wants you prospered. I preach all of it. Still something was wrong if I'm never, ever growing. So when I run into people like Rodney Howard Brown and I run into people like Jonathan Shellsworth, I listen to them. I don't, Jonathan's like 12, 12, 13 years younger than me. And I'm like, he's done more than I have. I'm listening to him. Rodney Howard Brown's six years older and has accomplished a billion times what I have. I listen to those guys. Why wouldn't you? I mean, it's absolutely insanity. It really is. Put up that next picture for me. This is great. I love this. From Tom Scalara. Pick. Love you, Tom, for watching. I love this pick. I'm stealing it from you. There is an increase in COVID-19 cases because there is an increase in testing. If more people took IQ tests, there would be an increase of idiots too. Absolutely true. I don't know. Just glomming on to Jonathan real quick. Why vote for Donald Trump? Well, let's look. Well, he moved the embassy. He's, I'll just make it general. Make it general instead of overly specific. Although he moved the embassy to Jerusalem. Majorly pro-Israel. And Christian, you're not going to vote for him. Majorly pro-life. And Christian, you're not going to vote for him. Majorly pro-church. Christian, you're not going to vote for him. He's against lawlessness. And he's pro-police. And he's against defunding the police. Against defunding the police. What Joe Biden wants to do. And you're not going to vote for him. Biden will remove the 501c3 status from the church. This is absolute facts. He will remove it. He said it. Pull it up on YouTube. I should have pulled it up for this podcast. I just can't pull up everything. He will remove your 501c3 status if you do not promote transgender, uh, transgenderism and perform gay marriages. It is absolute freaking fact. And you're not going to vote for him because Donald Trump sends out mean tweets. I am so sick of the tone police 
inside the church. Just like that goober that sent that, what was that guy's name, Aaron? You remember the guy that sent that, whatever his name was, into Jonathan there at the beginning, whatever the dude's name was? I can't remember. If you do, if it comes to that beautiful mind of yours, you'll remember it probably. It's like that guy who sent that into Jonathan. Don't get involved in politics, just win, just win the lost. The tone police have the exact same thing. They never do a freaking thing. They never, they never win anybody. They're just always hovering over Christians who are actually winning souls and judging their tone. Listen, I get judging sin. If there was sin involved, that's fine. You should judge it and tell. It, winning souls does not eradicate somebody's lack of repentance. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about a corrupt, adulterous pastor or a, or a pastor who's taking funds illegally from the church, but he's winning souls and you shouldn't judge that. You should absolutely judge that because that's sin. But his tone or her tone, that's all you have. That means you do nothing and you're looking for an excuse to make yourself feel better. Absolute fact. All right. From the Washington Examiner. This is the Fouch once again. The Fouch, and then I want you to notice the person who's questioning him is from the University of Melbourne, which Melbourne is part of Victoria, which has had the most draconian lockdown on the planet. Play it for me. Let me start with the concept of normal that everyone is wondering about. Uh, what do you think the new normal will look like? What will it look like next year? What might it look like three years from now? No, I think you said it correctly that it's going to be some time till we get back to what we considered normal before December 2019. And I think that will not happen abruptly. It will happen gradually, probably very much stimulated by what I hope will be the successful implementation of a COVID-19 vaccine campaign globally. Because if you vaccinate in one country, and the rest of the world continues to have a pandemic outbreak, inevitably all countries will again be involved. I would imagine, at least in the United States, the way things are looking, that if we get a vaccination campaign and by the second or third quarter of 2021, we have vaccinated a substantial proportion of the people, I think it will be easily by the end of 2021 and perhaps even into the next year, before we start having some semblances of normality. And it really depends on what you mean by normal. I mean, yes. if normal means you can get people in the theater without worrying about um, what we call congregate setting super infections, if you can get restaurants to open at almost full capacity, if you could have sporting events to be able to be played with spectators, either in the stands or in the arena, then I think that's going to be well, well into 2021 and perhaps beyond. I think one of the things that will be clear that our sensitivity to the potential devastating effects of a pandemic will be extraordinarily uh, heightened. And I don't think that we will have the normal way of interacting with each other, uh, particularly in the sense of wearing masks, which I think will become very commonplace as it is in many countries in Asia, even outside of the context of a pandemic outbreak. Again, I think it's- for a second. <clears throat> Aaron, the next one, if I didn't tell you, do we have two for this? Cause the next one's at 6.07. Okay, good, I had it squished in here. 
Everybody hear that now. You have Anthony Fauci saying basically that we will have no new normal until 2022. For what? Does anybody ever ask things logically? I know those that you watch, 99% of you that are watching this. And by the way, like and share this video as much as you can. Like and share it. Even do that right now. Hit your share button. YouTube, uh, Facebook, everybody share this. Get it out. We got to fight against. You had... Jack Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg and the head of Google, and I can't pronounce his name, all on the Hill this year, this week testifying about their tech tyranny, which is absolutely true. They only suppress conservative content. Our sharing can overcome at least a portion of that. So like and share this video. Really, do it. Yes, it'll cost you friends. Lose them. It doesn't matter. Get the truth out. So what's Fauci saying is that we're not going to be able to open up until 2022. No normal theaters, no normal sporting events, no normal restaurants. Does he care about their jobs? Does he care about their incomes? What are these people going to do? If you're somebody who owns a restaurant, owns a theater, it drives some sort of income from sporting events, whether it is you're a vendor, even if you're an NFL owner, 2022, really? You're not going to have, you know, there will be no, nobody in arenas for what? Again, for statistically speaking, why? Well, I mean, like Tom, you're always getting mad. I can't help. I can't stand dumbness. I really don't understand. And I don't understand how inside the church, there is not an uprising like there is at Foundation Church, Inglewood, Florida. We have never closed. We stood up to it. We had videos of ourselves out there. We were worshiping God and people were like, oh, those people are insane. They're idiots, whatever. They're killing each other. Everyone's going to die. We've not had one case of COVID. Not one person has caught it. Not one person has died of it. And hardly any of you actually know somebody who died of COVID. I know there's exceptions to that rule. I have an uncle who died of COVID. But he was nearly 90 years old. And I don't want to and want to lose him. But he was not going to survive much longer anyway. And I'm not trying to be coarse or mean or cold. But to close down for what, Anthony Fauci? You yourself don't wear a mask anywhere. You hypocrite. He doesn't, for what? What do you, I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. Jonathan talked on his video. Even if it was a 90% death rate, he wouldn't close the church. This is a 0.1 post-infection death rate. And that's the average. Most people, it's zero. zero. From zero to 19 years of age, 99.997. Post-infection survival rate, 20, 20 to, what is it, 50, 20 to 50, 99.98 survival rate. Why, why can't they go watch sports? Well, I don't want to catch it. Stay home then. Go home, wear your, get, get that, get that space suit back on. Stay at home with the space suit. Go ahead, Aaron, put it up. Go ahead, put this on and stay at home. There you go. Right there. Just put that on. Stay at home. You're fine. Turn the music off so everybody can. There you go. I want to make sure everybody can hear me screaming. It's very important. Put that back up there again. Come on, you just stay at home. There you got a two-way active filtration. Your three-way airflow. There you go. Stay at home with your peripheral side windows. Your reversible gloves. Stay at home then, you coward. Can you believe people are actually allowing them to bring back to me? Can you believe people actually allow Anthony Fauci to dictate to them? I said this at the River Church. Most Christians should carve an image of Anthony Fauci and burn incense to him because that's who they worship. Put the, play the next video for me. One of the real problems 
with the messaging that all of us, I'm sure you yourself, Dr. Kapoor, in, Dr. in Kapoor. Australia and in the United States is to get people uniformly to appreciate the potential seriousness of this because of all the viruses that I've dealt with over the decades, I have never seen about. a situation with such a broad range of manifestations from 40% of the people having no symptoms to the majority of symptomatic people having mild to moderate symptoms to 20 to 25% of people getting so severe disease that you have deaths, the likes of which in the United States as of last night, there were 225,000 deaths with many more expected as we go into the winter. Right, and yet there are some- So Anthony Fauci's been at the helm of the NIAID, NIAID, since I think it's 1980, 1979, and I want everybody, let's all add them up together here, shall we? How many viruses has Anthony Fauci ever cured? Let's add it, ready? Uh, goose egg. It's amazing to me, the experts in DC, we have a corrupt Washington DC, which voted 92% for Hillary Clinton, by the way. Corrupt FBI, corrupt CIA, fire them all, Donald Trump. Fire them all. Fire the entire FBI. I'm talking, it's not the rank and file. Bull crap, it's not. Bull crap, it's not the rank and file of the FBI. Fire them all, unless they can pass a polygraph that says they're not corrupt. Fire them all. They're corrupt. This entire DC is corrupt. Anthony Fauci is an expert who's never accomplished anything. I have a great finance guy, great finance guy. His name is Jeff Tomas. He might be watching right now. I haven't been able to watch, check on everybody tonight. Sorry about that. Love all you guys that are watching. Love you. Seriously, love all of you. Thank you for watching. He's made me a lot of money. He's been my finance guy for three years. Right when I retired from the sheriff's office, I handed him all my money. Jeff, make me money. It's all he's done. I would, would, would he be an expert if he didn't make me money? Anthony Fauci does nothing. Joe Biden does nothing. And they're considered experts? Experts at what? Experts at being clowns. And by the way, there's no such thing as a vaccine for a virus. You can't vaccinate a virus. You can't. It mutates constantly. It's a different coronavirus than it was in March. Now in November, October, November. It's different. Oh, I got the flu vaccine. I didn't catch the flu. You just got lucky because there's flu A, flu B, flu C, flu Z. It mutates constantly. Haven't you noticed you did get the flu sometimes when you got the vaccine? You can't get a vaccine for a virus. They change all the time. The minute that you find a virus for flu A, it becomes flu G. And also, he said, Fauci says 20 to 25% of coronavirus victims have extreme symptoms. Well, let's look at Worldometer. Is that true? Liar, you worthless freaking liar. Little Fauci lawn dwarf liar. Look at this. Here's current, right? Look at current cases in the world. 11 million, 123. Look at those in mild conditions. That look like 24 to 25%. And this is by the UN funded, World Health Organization funded, Worldometer. Current cases, 
11.1 million. Currently in mild condition, 11 point, basically 11.05 million. Mild condition, 99%. 1% is serious to critical. 1%. And these are by, these are by the very people pushing the COVID extreme response. And they can't even come up with better than 1%. And you have Anthony Fauci appearing on national media all around the globe, being interviewed by that goober from the Melbourne University, saying that it has a 25% chance that you 25% of COVID victims have extreme symptoms. That's an absolute lie. But it's all to keep COVID going. Keep it going so you can usher in the new world order, usher in globalism, usher in socialism, usher in the new world order and the mark of the beast. Revelation 13, 16 through 18. Read it for yourself. This is from Liz Wheeler. This is this is devastating information. Absolutely devastating. Play it for me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of The Five Stories. The mainstream media refused to report to you. We're going to start today with a tragic, a horrendous story out of Australia. Four newborn babies died in Adelaide, Australia, after being denied life-saving heart surgery because the government mandated COVID-19 travel restrictions, prohibited interstate transport to a hospital outside Adelaide where they could have gotten the surgery. But did the mainstream media report this devastating, this heartbreaking story? No. The mainstream media was silent, even though politicians did this. Babies died because politicians did this. All right, back to me. The New York Post is... So you have babies that are needed of surgery, but because it would violate COVID rules? COVID rules. 99.9% survived. This is in Australia. A country of just under 30 million people, I believe. Maybe 25.6 million people. Maybe 26.5, can't remember. 800 have died of COVID, 800. Currently, they have anywhere between 20 and 40 people in the hospital for severely with COVID and like three in ICUs. And they, three babies died. They chose to kill three babies for their COVID policies. I would say that they need to be hung, but they need to be hung by something other than their neck. Why? For COVID? COVID. COVID has killed 1.1 million people. Let's look at this. Again, from Worldometer. Death of children less than five this year. COVID's killed 1.1 million. Death of children less than five this year globally, 6.3 million. Death from abortion, 35.4 million. And we're talking about COVID-19. Talk about having a giant elephant in the room and being too galactically stupid. To see it or not, it's not even that there's, yeah, it, well, it is stupid and not ignorant. Stupid is when you know better and you continue to do it. All right, next up, Biden, play this for me. I've got to, you've got to see this one. Play it. My grandpapa's name Andrew, Ambrose Finnegan. As kitchen table, I learned. My ears to say, my ears to say, Joey, nobody's better than you, but you're no better than anybody else. Maybe it's the Scranton. I got a little bit of a chip on my shoulder. Worried about whether they can make next month's mortgage payment. Well, it is what it is because he is who he is. That's why it is what it is. He is who he is. You know, remember when he went on, he decided he was going to convince Bob Woodward what a smart guy he was. So he went on, yeah, smart guy. 
I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure, isolate, and punish China. Folks, true international effort to pressure, isolate, and punish China. Donald care. Donald Trump thinks health care. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. I gotta admit. I gotta admit. This is all within our power. This is all within our power. Well, we're getting there, man. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> to send every single person qualified to community college free. <laughs> to community college free. <laughs> and if I keep going, you're going to freeze your fingers off. It wasn't. It wasn't. Donald Trump had to deliver on a damn thing he said he'd do. True and international effort to pressure, isolate, and punish China. <laughs> Joey, nobody's better than. <laughs> I'm, listen, I'm laughing. I'm really not making fun of the man. I'm just telling you, he's not qualified to be president. Now, listen, you've got to see this before we leave tonight. You've got to see this. This is the, what I call, and I've been saying this for months, what I call the Camilla cackle. This is an interview with Nora O'Donnell. This is from the Trump War Room tweet. It's really something else. And then stay, because I got one right after this that you have got to see play it for me. You're very different in the policies that you've supported in the past. You're considered the most liberal United States senator. I, I Somebody said that, and it actually was Mike Pence on the debate stage. But yeah. Well, actually, the nonpartisan GovTrack has rated you as the most liberal senator. You supported the Green New Deal. You supported Medicare for All. Here, rewind it just to like five seconds where she's got that right from where you're at. Now I'll go back to the end there. Go back to the end, keep going, keep going. Right to almost like three seconds. There you go, right there. Does that not look like the Joker? I mean, seriously, wait. That's the Joker. I think we found our new arch criminal, our arch nemesis for Batman. That is the Joker right there. Now here's the thing. I had to find it, and I was hoping that there was so I could show you one tonight. This is what I call the Camilla Cackle compilation that I found on YouTube. Play it for me. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm in San Francisco. <laughs> She's the Joker, I'm telling you. So my point is, how do you, how do you define what you hear from <laughs> appreciate you being here on New Day. <laughs> Not everybody landed punches like you did, though. So you don't mean it. <laughs> it's called Candidate Mixtape. That was hip-hop. <laughs> Cardi B. <laughs> oh, Cardi B. In an hour, Shake Shake. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said you said <laughs> I'm telling you walk fire Joaquin Phoenix fire him fire him they got the guy that was on the vampire movie he's going to be the new Batman can't remember his name he's the new Batman and they got Joaquin Phoenix obviously did a great job as a Joker fire him immediately there is your new Joker right there 
That's the new Joker. I've got to get this one in. I've got to get in. This is Trump supporters outside of a Biden event chanting, where's Hunter? Play it for me. Look at this guy. That is my new hero, man. That's my new hero. See if you can freeze there and work on it. See if you can freeze it. But there you go. Yeah, get him. There you go. That's my new hero right there. It's Rodney Howard Brown, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, and the Where's Hunter guy in the back of the white pickup truck. That's my new hero, period, in the world today. Here, get, play the next video for me. These are quick hitters. These are great. Play it for my me. My name's Joe Biden. I'm Jill Biden's <laughs> husband, and I am Kamala's running mate. <laughs> you all think I'm kidding, don't you? Yeah, he reminds me of the guys in church that always say, if, if the wife ain't happy, the whole house ain't happy. Ask yourself this question. If you ever say things like that, ask yourself this. When did I get clipped? <laughs> ask i love you guys god bless you lord i pray over each and every person watching tonight bless them prosper them lord bring victory in every single area of their lives those that are sick i pray upon them wellness right now in jesus name lord we love you lord we praise you i'll be back saturday night 8 30 don't miss that's the pre-election special for the trump tsunami set to land november 3rd mark my words love you guys god bless you